Because I think there needs to be change. I think the Public Service Commission is uh, uh, charged with being a public servant. I think their job is to look after the interests of the people paying the utilities, the taxpayers, the ratepayers. Unfortunately, the Public Service Commission has become an appendage of the utility company. They approve whatever Georgia Power wants them to approve. The greatest example is Vogel. We've had 17 cost monitorings of Vogel every single time there's been a rubber stamp of these cost overruns and of mismanagement. All right, how would you, let's start there. That's sure. an obvious starting point. How yeah. would you have voted on the most recent Vogel vote uh, to continue work? Uh, did some would say throwing good money after bad. What would you have done? Were you on the PSC? What would have been your vote whenever it was December? Yep, I, I, I was stunned that it was, uh, that it was unanimous. Uh, every other utility uh, entity, regulating entity in the country has abandoned nuclear power. Anybody else that is doing almost in the free industrialized world is not building nuclear power right Why now. Why not? It doesn't what's make the, financial what's sense. What's the problem with nuclear power? One of the things that we'll say, yep. you'll, and you'll say, oh, yeah. and you'll say, well, yep. it's, it's, it's prohibitively expensive. Yep. One of the things that drives up the expense is so much of the regulation, so many of the environmental hurdles that people throw up that have to be cleared. Uh, some would that's suggest a, that okay, that's, that's part valid. of the problem. Let's, let's go down that road. You tell me, do you want to build a nuclear power plant on the cheap? Well, I, I do, want the Cadillac of nuclear plants. Yeah. That notwithstanding, I mean, we, we have mm-hmm. now these brilliant, wonderful minds that have figured out how to harness the power of the atom and use it for peaceful and productive purposes no in a way that is sustainable for decades. No question. I, I love why it. Why not I, do it? It makes, it makes all the sense in the world, but in the end, you're heating steam to turn a turbine. Same way you do with coal and natural gas. Or... You can move away from this archaic way of generating power where there's huge losses in in efficiency and go to solar and go to wind. Well, solar is, I mean, it it may or may not heat a few homes here and there, but in terms of efficiency, it's not going to power a global economy, not yet. Now, there's the operative Mm -hmm. phrase, not yet. I don't doubt that wonderful minds will will make this thing more efficient, Mm -hmm. but the first cloud that rolls over, my solar panel stops harnessing electricity for me well that's funny i'm looking at my phone right now which is reading the readout from my home which is mighty cloudy and uh it's 9 10 in the morning so yes that's true we don't have solar power but even in a cloudy day i get 10 20 product 10 20 percent production on my solar power and you know what i have batteries so that allows me to store the solar that I had from yesterday and use it And today. that's really the, the nut that has to be cracked here. John right. Noel, candidate for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission. I mean, when we get mm. there, and we're gonna, this is where I think in the history of everything that works is a time mm. when it didn't. At some mm. point, we'll get smarter and more efficient with those batteries. But you'd acknowledge we're not there yet. The storage capacity isn't there now. So we, and, and I need my house needed today. I, let's heat your house today. And let's use the existing capacity we have today. We don't even need the nuke plants we're building today. Same energy consumption in 2008 was the same energy consumption of the state in 2016. Zero percent growth. And yet Georgia Power told us, oh, well, we're going to have new growth in energy. We never saw it. And that's because people that have businesses like mine in energy efficiency have reduced the energy consumption in your house, in the industrial plant down the road, and all the buildings down the, down the highway. And because we're reducing usage, you can build new buildings 
but ultimately the, it's flatlining. Energy consumption in, in aggregate is flatlining. So if we don't well, need new power, a, that's a why are we building good it? thing, right? I mean, we're becoming it's a more great efficient. thing. Yeah. It's a great thing, but it's not a good thing if you and I are spending billions of dollars on a nuclear plant we don't need that's doubling in cost and doubling in timeline. But and this is this is is this not John Noel hmm. candidate for a seat on the public service commission? Yes, sir. Is this not planting that tree under whose shade I will never sit? That sounds that sounds great. The difference is. The tree that you should be planting is solar power, which keeps going down, battery prices, which keep going down, and you only plant the tree when you believe you're going to need the power in the future. The truth is we have so much excess capacity right now of generation. We're one of the – our state has some of the most – some of the highest excess capacity of any state in the country. And Shouldn't we pay I for stand up capacity. on that news and applaud mm. the Georgia Public Service Commission that we have now? Aren't they responsible, at least in some part, yeah, for, you, for if you generating want, that reality? You uh, Fair. But we still have too much excess capacity because you pay for it. So plants sit well, idle. Well, we sell it. Uh, we're actually buy- we're importing some power. I don't understand all the the, <laughs> the ramifications there, but I do know that we have uh, excess power capacity. And why we're building a nuclear plant that makes no sense to me. John Noel, candidate. You mentioned uh, your business, which is what energy efficiency. Twenty years of it. Eighteen uh, years. Eighteen years. Is there I have a store been someplace my, I'll walk into and buy energy efficiency. What What does that mean? Uh, excuse me. So, uh, Lighting Retrofits has been my company of eighteen okay. years. Energy and Environment, my company, and we've done projects all over the country. We did We did half the ba- half the buildings at Pearl Harbor Navy Base back, uh, you know, ten years ago. We've done projects in Vermont and in Alaska and plenty in Georgia. Yeah, so, so if we were to hire you at this company, you'd come into this right. building and you'd look around. Okay, that you I'm need looking to at your lights right now, and mm-hmm. there's uh, yeah, we could save. About 50, 60% energy in every single light fixture. By the way, I, that light is normally off. See that little <laughs> lamp up there? That's, I get guessed in hey, here and I turn it's harder on. to save more energy than off, so I'll go for that. Yeah. But part of that is controls. It's how we think about our energy. And if we're not using it wisely and smart, uh, that's, another, that's another problem. And, and we're not. Well, because Georgia Power is incentivized to sell us more energy. They make more money when they sell more energy. So that's why the energy efficiency programs that's the, are Yeah, cut. that's the way the private sector works. Yeah, well, guess what? The, the Public Service Commission is not the private sector. The Public Service Commission is supposed well, to they, look after our interests. They regulate a monopoly. They regulate a monopoly. Well, isn't it, it'd be nice if you were a monopoly and you just got to make a, a certified profit every year in and, in and out. And I think the regulatory bodies of the Public Service Commission ought to take uh, into account other things, like energy efficiency programs and like helping people rather than just letting Georgia Power get whatever they well, want. Well, I mean, and I have joked with Tim Eccles over the years, and I just stressed it's just a joke, but it's also, I mean, every joke it has some grain of, of truth to it. It wouldn't be funny. I mean, I was, I've always understood the PSC to exist basically for the purpose of signing off on Georgia Power rate increases. There must be other things you do, but I don't know what they are. There are other things the Public Service yeah. Commission does, such yeah. as? Yeah, natural gas regulation. So AGL, former mm-hmm. AGL, um, I actually, this was in Columbia County, uh, there on uh, there on the edge of the state. Um, some woman raised her hand and said, why is my gas bill so high? And I said, well, you probably use a lot of gas. And she says, actually, I use almost no gas. And the gas usage is less than the than the than uh, all the usage fees, the, what do you call it, the yeah. the, cu- the, the, the service fees, right, right, right. the line charges, mm-hmm. all these other charges and stuff. She says, why is that? Think of it, by the way, for those who don't, think of it as flying a discount airline. Hey, I can fly to Los Angeles for 100 bucks. Yeah, you can get a ticket, and right. then you get on the plane, and then they start charging you every time you turn around some dopey fee. It's, it's the same thing. It's a lot of fees. And, yeah. and, and what's happened is we've the Public Service Commission, candidly, has allowed so much of these costs to be embedded in these. That's almost $40. The average person is paying $40 
just to get natural ser gas service to their home before they even turn the, the gas spigot on. And that seems excessive to well, me. Well, it does until you start comparing it with other states. What I'm told mm. is, and I don't live in Colorado or, mm. or Nevada, but I'm told that, that compared to other states, we actually are, are on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to energy cost overall and gas cost specifically. So in my, uh, my research on, on this, uh, and in particular energy costs, Wallet Hub did a study, mm. and, I, and I need to reference it again, but we were, we were like the 12th highest. Hmm. Um, and that is because an overall energy cost and overall energy right. cost and Georgia power, you know, you're so, oh, well, they're so ex inexpensive. Well, look, I'm looking here at my bill. I see a nuclear construction cost recovery fee. That's 9% of my base rate. Thanks to the fact that they didn't finish on time and on budget. Like they said, they've doubled the price and now doubling the timeline. That's going to go to 12%. And Mr. Eccles and lots of the other public service, well, all the other public service commissioners just endorse that. So we're going to pay for another six years in advance of the right. plant that's what not What would done. you have had them do? I mean, would you have had them pull the plug and, and, and yep. all of the money that's already been put into this and paid by those ratepayers, uh, and that stuff becomes so much scrap metal? Uh, they did it in South Carolina. Yeah, and, and, and they're getting killed for it over there. And they made the right call because the further you get into a plant that's going to increase your rates at the end and that – by the way, you can't trust any of the numbers you're hearing already. So, yeah, the price doubles. Ultimately, here's the facts. We were only in $8 billion. We got a $3 billion settlement check from Toshiba. Right. Our exposure was $5 billion. They're telling us it's going to be a $25, $28 billion plant six years, five years hence. How do we know that that's not going to be $30, $40, 50000000000 billion? And you and I will be having the same conversation in a year or two or four from now when it is a $50 billion plant, when it's uneconomical. This is a major problem, and the people at the PSC have got their heads buried in the sand. Any other independent person looking at this, and there are plenty of them across the state and the country, say, pull the plug. And so you would have done that. You would have left that Absolutely. stuff out there, and, and as Tim Eccles said, till Jesus comes, and, and, and some right. of the, the stuff that's right. out there. Right. John it's, Noel. It's not good to throw good money after bad. A candidate for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission in the elections primaries in May. Uh, telecom, also some regulation on the part of the PSC. What do you know about that game? So uh, rural broadband, What I here's what I know. I go in the rural parts of the state. People are mad. Yeah. Uh, rural, rural Georgia has been... Uh, vastly underserved uh the big goose that's been laying the golden egg is atlanta and one of the reasons for that and 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 other places athens great example well they got we got fast internet mm -hmm. uh you go in rural georgia don't have it no I agree. I, i'm from south georgia i can give oh, you chapter just, and verse on that it's unbelievable yeah. and young and young people particularly want to grow up they want it they want to have a family and businesses in these places then they can't do it they don't have they don't have the service Public Service Commission regulates a lot of these rural telecoms. They ought to be at the forefront of helping to bring in rural broadband. Now, what does that mean, helping to bring in? What do you well, mean? Well, they can, they can coalesce all the parties. There's no other entity in the state that co can coalesce the city and the counties and bring them all together to b do almost like a cheaper by the dozen purchase plan to bring in rural broadband, to leverage federal money. They even have some money, and Tim would be the one to tell you, but I, I think it's a uh, $10, $20 million dollars yeah, a the, year. The funny part of that is this is the same conversation we mm. were having 100 years ago about power poles and utility lines. We had the same conversation then. And, and we wound up out of that, we got EMCs. And we, we got creative and we figured out how to do it. 
maybe you're the guy to tell me how we do this. Well, I don't know that I have a magic sauce. What I know is that nobody's been paying attention to the issue. A lot of people have been, and particularly at the state, suddenly all these candidates have just woken up to the fact that we need to have rural broadband. Where the heck were they 10 years ago when people and small communities were dying on the vine. And this is not, we should say, John Noel, candidate for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission. This is not for the purpose of people sitting around and watching YouTube videos. I mean, you're talking about businesses, hospitals. Telecommunications, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's not just that, right? I mean, you know, everybody likes to do that. Yeah. I like to do yeah. that. But but I also want to be able, I mean, there's. I was meeting with a woman the other day in downtown Macon. She lives in a rural part near there. She can't get, she can't work from home. I mean, there's lots of work stuff that gets done mm-hmm. at home children they go to school they have internet because we've spent money to get internet to many of the rural schools then they come home they don't have internet and that's a tremendous disadvantage from a child in atlanta versus a child in south georgia it's not fair and they already have enough disadvantages fair but i mean if these companies can't make a profit if they can't make money bringing it here they're not going to that's, so that's i grew why. up in a community that didn't have cable for years cable tv and it was because there was no not enough of us to justify the expense well and sometimes that's where things like the universal service fund comes in and and other and other and other uh, apparatus that help shift some of the burden of that cost and help rural areas afford things like that. Now, sometimes it's, I mean, Farmer John may live out in the in the corner of a county, and it may be a million dollars. That's an exaggeration. Yeah. But it could be $100,000 to get something to him. That doesn't make sense. But that's where you can use fixed line and, and wireless. So if you can imagine down the road, you've got fixed uh, uh, in-ground lines. But then on the pole, you might put a little beamer, you know, something that wirelessly can shoot that signal. President uh, Obama uh, famously declared war on coal. Uh, are, are you a soldier in that army? Um, you know, coal is interesting because I don't have to fight the battle on the environmental front. I have to fight the economic battle. And there are now reports that solar, that, heck, this happened a year or two ago, uh, solar is now cheaper than coal on a cost basis. And there are reports now that solar, solar is actually cheaper than coal on an actual uh, on a uh, operating basis in parts of the country. That's happening. It's going By to. By the way, you're here. not going to suggest to me that that solar comes without a footprint. Oh, it does. It does. But there's plenty of land in Georgia, and a lot of cheap land. Well, I mean, in those solar panels have to be created. Uh, all the other there are any number. Oh, of sorry, ways. carbon yeah. footprint. Yeah, yeah exactly. I thought, thought yeah. You meant no, 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 phys- no, no, physical no, no. footprint. That's all no, true. There's no free lunch here. Right, but it's an initial footprint, and then yeah. it's done, and then you recoup it over time. Coal has, well, we're finding out about the footprint of coal, not just when it's burning, but in these coal ash pond cleanups. You go talk to somebody in Jessup, Georgia, about whether they like coal. People are bringing that coal ash all from all over the, all over the southeastern U.S. and dumping it in their landfills, and it's polluting their streams. There's a lot of people that think we ought to be doing 